0: Welcome to the Cannabis Connection. I'm your host, Christopher Carr. Thank you, Santa Cruz, for all the good times and all the memories and all these wonderful opportunities to bring you Santa Cruz Cannabis Talk Radio. I'm very excited for our guest this evening. We have the the men, the myth, the legends behind molecular farms, and I have Steven here. What's up, brother?
1: What's happening, Chris? How are you, man? Hey, I'm doing great. And how are looks,
0: you? I'm doing great. And we, I believe we have Mark on the line, too. Um, but we'll open up with you, my friend. How um, how did this plant come into your life? How did you develop this deep relationship?
1: Yeah, like the, the first interaction I had with cannabis, I was 10 years old. Wow. Right in, in the backyards of Cleveland, Ohio. My brother and his friends were smoking pot. Right. They had a couple more years on me, and I said, oh, man, this is cool. Yeah. So we're hiding behind sheds in the middle of the winter getting drenched with snow and smoking weed out of tinfoil pipes. <laughs> right. Yeah, totally. So like from the first time getting high at 10 until now being 35, 25 years later in, wow. in, in California. Yeah. yeah. It's a passion that's, that's driven me to get here and stay with the plant for this long. I was born in Cincinnati, Ohio. Oh, really? Yeah, so I'm from Ohio. I'm Buckeye.
0: Sorry. Yeah, no, totally. Well, we're, we both made it to the promised land. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't remember a lot. My, we moved out west pretty young, and my brother was born in, in California. But uh, yeah, that's fantastic. And um, I think we have, let me see if I can bring on, is this Mark? Welcome to The Cannabis Connection. Hey, hey.
2: long time listener, first time caller.
0: Yeah. yeah, man. How are you? At? Is this Mark Lewis?
2: Yeah, this is uh, Mark Lewis. Righteous.
0: Did I win the car? You won the car, man. You won You won the cannabis hemp hemp airplane. Everybody get the car. You get a car. You get a car. What about you, my friend? How did this plan? How did you get into this work of working with cannabis, Mark? Well, uh,
2: you know, Doctor Dre's chronic album dropped and, Hell yeah. You know, and now at the ripe old age of thirty two, I'm uh trying to aspire to be like
0: Stephen Hubble. <laughs> come on. I'm trying to be like you. <laughs> you guys are pretty cool, man. This is exciting. Well, okay. And so and are you from Santa Cruz or where did how did this journey come come to you, Mark? Or how'd you come to Uh, Santa Cruz?
2: In the 90s, you know, uh, we had MTV, and I happened to bump into a college called Indiana University. It was uh, in Bloomington, and they had one or two DEA permits and were a nucleation site for Kindbud in the United States. So I was uh, getting some of David Watson's seed accessions back in the 90s before. Wow. Most anyone had anything other than just uh, downtown Brown.
0: Wow, man. David Watson, that brings us to some real roots in Santa Cruz. Um, What are you guys' thoughts on, like, Santa Cruz as a beacon of genetic history in the cannabis community? Go ahead, Steve, maybe. Yeah. Your thoughts on, yeah. Yeah, it's obviously a blazer. It's
1: a blazer, right? Yeah. Home of the haze? Totally. Yeah, we... I recently had uh, Rob Clark and Mojave down at my farm in Salinas. Oh wonderful. And so it was great rapping with them. I think they had just yeah, broken great. off from Watson. Yeah. Yeah. Oh
0: wow. Yeah, Rob Clark came in and did a show man a long time ago, twenty eighteen. But he's doing well. Yeah, he's doing great. Yeah, he's amazing. That yeah. guy is a living encyclopedia entirely. Yeah, how cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah, a lot of lot of heaters out here and uh what about you, Mark? What are your thoughts on the the history of, you know, the genetics coming out of santa cruz county
2: yeah they you, between dave and rob and i mean santa cruz is in the, the heart of it all i mean you got the the coastal farms up there um banging it out and I mean, so many legends and so many stories whether it roots are on cannabis or psychedelics or whatever it seems like santa cruz and the, the mystery spot is kind of Float to the top somehow.
0: It is mysterious. Psychedelics, too. Yeah, it's kind of interwoven with the art and in, in the music history, too, of this uh, community. What about you guys? When did you start cultivating cannabis and maybe breeding cannabis, Steve?
1: Yeah, so like I was talking about my early days with cannabis at 10, right? Yeah, that's early. It's a small nino. Yeah. Um, a couple of years later, we started taking those seeds. From those wow. from those buds, which is like Mark's mentioned, brown, brown right? Patel brown, that's brown, right. Brick, yeah. Uh, and I started trying to grow them in these little patches of forest I had in my backyard in suburban Cleveland, right? Oh, cool. And through time, um, I ended up getting busted by my mom. She Unfortunately, at that time, she ratted me out. Right?
0: Oh no! Yeah, yeah, sure.
1: I got put went to juvie for two, two, three days, oh, and man. I said, "Oh man, I'm never doing it again." A couple of weeks later, got some more <laughs> seeds again. <laughs> Couldn't help yourself. Yeah, so I've been experimenting with growing ever since I started, you know, trying Getting cannabis. Getting those beans. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. And then coming out here to California and starting to work with Mark back in 2015 and um, started me on this incredible journey of understanding essential oils and their impact wow. on the different effects of cannabis, you know, um, with Mark and Chimera. Some of the first interactions were, okay, what does this plant smell like? What does this plant smell like? You know, maybe 10 different varieties. Mm-hmm. I thought they all smelled like cherries. I was completely wrong.
0: Wow. Yeah, right? for sure. Yeah. So
1: now after, what, almost a decade, I can... Almost differentiated between the primary terpenes on a lot of different varieties, just with the nose, which is fantastic. That's so great, man. Nose, nose. Yeah, the nose, nose. Time, oh, wow. so dedication, and working with some of the best.
0: Hey, Mark, how did you and Steve meet? How'd you guys c- un-, un unite forces?
1: <laughs> uh, well, when
2: I when we, when we when I started Napro research, I called up some of my. Uh, brightest friends from graduate school and when uh they came out to see what was going on um, they mentioned that they had a really great horticulturist guy they knew from ohio state where one of my best friend's wife was doing research and um they, they, they sent steven out and of course i got some great pictures of him uh and 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 uh, you know, exposed exposed uh circumstances and not we're we're that. uh, <laughs> that's about that. sending black and white from the CIA like like I was the CIA and he had he had to come at that point. He was just like, Oh my gosh, I can't do this. He's this guy's
0: I I have no choice under surveillance. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love that. Exposed circumstances. That was a joke. Oh, that's yeah. good. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> was it? I don't know. Who knows? Nobody knows. it is 100% a joke. <laughs> hey, that's the beauty of this
2: industry, right? You work with somebody a handful of years. You, you start to love them, become best friends, and that's when you get the most harmonious work, right? When you when yeah. you start constructively interfering with someone, you start tuning into their wavelength, and it's like, you know, Steven's one of the greatest I mean, he listens he's a plant whisperer, right? He can he can speak plant better than anyone and when, and I can speak chemistry better than anyone and we get us two together and, and you know, I'm whispering to him what the chemistry is, he's whispering to me what the plant's like and before you wow. know it we have you know, we start weaving beauty out of uh
0: the this, this circumstance that we call cannabis. I like that. Well said. Yeah, so in um in your work you guys are, are an award-winning group. I was judging the cup that year,
1: the Lemon the lemon Crush. Yeah. And, and I brought it for you today, too. Oh, you did? I I'm so I grateful. Didn't, I didn't know if you'd be there, but we've kept it around because we just love the taste, the effect, Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, I remember, you know, these are the good old days, you know, pre-implementation of 64. Prop 64, <laughs> yeah, where totally. I would pilgrimage up to Laytonville. Uh, I did that two years in a row and uh what an experience what a labor of love mm-hmm. and um you know to come full circle and to work with your beans and to grow it out for WM this year was truly a, a beautiful kind of swan song of 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 that of that era mm-hmm. you know we're in this new this new time new, new new we we did go to the cup we were at the small farms initiative but uh you know so is your is you, you, I've heard I'm here plant whispering in the in the chemistry. So is in your work are you guys really thinking about developing cultivars for their essential oils or what what is kind of some of the intentions that you guys think about in your work?
1: Yeah, Mark, speak on that at first. please. Yeah, Mark.
0: When
2: we first started, we created a, essentially a matrix of all the top uh, chemicals in the cannabis essential oil and the top cannabinoids, and we just you know selected each class based on any record holder whether it was you know the most most content absolute by limonene or mercine or trapelling or if it's the most if or the most visible or if it's the most THCV Um, but then we also um, help guide Stephen's breeding program based on total essential oil so if it was 5% uh, essential oil, you know, we we'd, we'd recommend select that and continue to inbreed on to to keep that trait accelerating. Or similarly on the pest resistance and tolerance side. Um, so at first it was kind of like let's pick out the things that have the most of everything and keep inbreeding those to have the most of everything. Um, that was the first few years, and then we started breaking apart the terpene cassettes because we noticed that the terpenes or the essential oils inherited in certain patterns, like myrcene and pinene kind of inherited together, uh, limonene and caryophylline, et cetera. And then we started, uh, creating new, uh, essential oil cassettes where you'd have terpenylene, pinene, or uh osamine, caryophylline, things like that. And um and that's kind of where we left off is creating flavors that don't exist because we found that to be the most um adventitious way to move forward is to create the next delicious flavor.
0: Wow, how amazing creating flavors that don't exist in this cannabis genome it's got a lot of potential. Oh yeah. There's a lot there. Um what what has surprised you as of late uh, in your works like uh, flavor wise maybe
1: sure you know well after, like Mark's say, saying we got everything established in the main groups of terpene pine et cetera and then you get these other things like fenchal to be really high or alpha visible or hexabutyrate or, or linal mm-hmm. and these plants then therefore resemble things you smelt throughout your whole life even before you touch cannabis wow. right or sure. when uh, when others smell them they can have that same relation. say I didn't even know weed could smell like this. But more so is that when people on the street, not necessarily homeless or people in houses, but anyone and everyone that is testing these flavors and new varieties we're coming up with, is that they're starting to enjoy cannabis again, right? You know, there's so many people that say, I won't touch it anymore. I had this anxiety. I had this paranoia. Or this kind of teetered from the Prohibition era. Sure. That we can start getting people back on cannabis, a really good healthy medicine. Absolutely, that they have a native receptor for. That's right. Right, and it's going to taste good, and they're going to want to keep on. Yeah. Keep, keep on getting more because it's so delicious.
0: Oh, I love that. So yeah. I, I think
1: it's the reaction of people who have kind of sworn off cannabis that we're able to actually have varieties that are satisfying them, and then all these new flavors and aromas and effects that I'm starting to become aware of with because we're getting so diverse over time. Can you yeah, the.
0: I'll oh, go ahead, Mark. That big,
2: yeah, the. I think the big thing for us was learning how to uncouple terpene inheritance from cannabinoid inheritance because when you when you create a one to one flower that's one part THC, one part CBD, but has all the characteristics of an OG or a Bubba or a cookie, it's a much more enjoyable experience for any user, let alone. The, the the new user, the new user really loves it, but a recent paper by uh, Jeremy Plum and Ethan Russo and Is the Nose Nose, I don't know if you're familiar or you, you just said that because you, you said it, um, but they, they did a study that showed that, you know, the overall aroma and flavor of the flower uh, contribute to the enjoyment uh, just as much, if not more than the actual cannabinoid profile.
0: Do you think this is this is so fun? I feel like I'm back at the area 101 uh, judging the Emerald Cup. Uh, this is quite a an amazing assortment of of work here. It's not only is it visually the first thing I looked at was this starburst, starburst crunch um, with some beautiful resin and a very very enjoyable uh, nose, very sweet and there's some linalool in there. There's some some fruit, um, like the name Starburst. Uh, I love this idea too of I think it's really important of I- I- in- in- inspiring people to to just follow and develop their palates, and to like like that was delicious. Um, even if it is a type two, even Valerie uh, Wham was like, oh I don't smoke CBD. I was like, you're gonna want to try this garlic jam. Mm-hmm. It's delicious.
1: Well, the, the garlic, there's no THC in it. That's that's like yeah. three, or type four, right? That's yeah, propyl, cannabinoids and pentol, CBD and CBDV. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's pretty impressive
0: how it uh, how it. Uh, but the, the that, that's what I'm really excited about though was it had so much flavor. Mm-hmm. It's just a very you know, working. So Chris, I gave him the hat because he was with me the whole process. Mm-hmm. And then I brought in, like, bandmates and stuff at the point of harvest. But that garlic jam in the field was just so loud, mm-hmm. so proud. Um, Large buds, mold-resistant. Huge. Very, very healthy. Well, all of your work was very mold-resistant. Can you speak to that? When you were starting your work, you sure. have that relationship to that property, too. Mm-hmm. You guys have some roots out there in yeah, without that. Green Valley. Yeah.
1: yeah, so, you know, be- beyond... You know, just growing in Salinas or or breeding in chambers, we're screening in different locations. You know, breeding cannabis in California is fantastic because you have so many different microclimates, right? Yeah, yeah. So, legal-wise, you can test your material in different climates over different seasons and see how they perform and then, therefore, have a variety of plants with the same oil goal, right let's call it terpelian pining yes as an example but you can test that in different environments and then you can pick out the plant that has great performance for production while also keeping away insects and having low mold for powdery mildew and botrytis yeah yeah well, so it's a less a lot of trialing lot right? of trialing
0: yeah. yeah and selecting based on right good. so you guys are doing those that that good work yep. the lord's work of just you just keep going yep well, and if you get good
2: pictures of the plant in, like, uh, you know, not so favorable circumstances, that their offspring won't produce disease, you know. They're, they're trying to cover up for those um, bad – no, the, the, that humor does not come off either. Uh, my jokes aren't landing this <laughs> evening. And I apologize. No, no we're, we're getting distracted. My point is you can blackmail a plant into
1: not having betrider. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just sensitive from you saying it about me the first time, so I'd so stay quiet. <laughs> no, so yeah, Chris is uh tearing into these small small samples that I had brought over of these different wow, flavors this have gas from this problem. past season.
0: Yeah.
2: you should uh you should expand on how not only do you select for Looking bag the appeal littering. and the flavor and all that stuff, but you also they have to be able to be put out a couple times and lit back up and the flavor and the smoothness carry over, you know, and translate. Mm-hmm. Mm, well said
1: right we'll always refer to sway for, for bringing that the, the smell has to translate to taste right yes and if it doesn't if it's harsh which Mark can smell harsh and he can even see it
2: right? really can wow see it. I can see harsh on Instagram what are you talking about yeah <laughs> I can, I
0: mean, <laughs> you got superhuman powers man I made Capulator upset because I was like man that looks harsh yeah hey gotta keep him honest
1: that's yeah. impressive So, obviously, it needs to be delicious, but, you know, yeah, let's say you go ahead, roll a you put it out, you light it it up again, put it out, light it up. It needs to taste exactly how it was on the plant when it's dried over and over again, and that's a true winner. And that's what we're about, is making winners over and over again with different oil content, different cannabinoids, so that we have an experience for everybody.
0: Wow, this is impressive. So, one thing – and when you say harsh – so can you speak to the science of that? You know that's kind of subjective, right? But, but it like you know yeah, smell sometimes doesn't translate. Um, you know, there's smell a lot and of that.
2: flavor are, are subjective, but harshness is like you know if a, if, a, if you stick your hand on the stove and it's hot, you can tell it's hot. That's right. If you if you roll up a joint and you hit you hit it and it, it makes the back of your throat hurt, it's harsh. It's that's like, right. That's not, Subjectivity—that's just objectivity—and you know one of the key characteristics of making any flavor profile more smooth is making sure it has some some amount of beta carotene in it. That beta caryophylline kind of kind of uh, you know besides the fact that that's a you know CB1 agonist and an anti-inflammatory molecule, it's also a heavier sesquiterpene. So it kind of creates that oil distillate as you smoke it down. That that kind of rounds out those monoterpes and make it a little smoother. You
0: know? Wow, fantastic! So truly, like um, alchemists, thinking about the essential oils, in the in the, in the end experience goes into the, you factor this in. Yeah. What are your thoughts on? I see here these these are great. The final facts phytofacts, the facts, phytofacts, yeah, in this you know in this realm of our space, mm-hmm. how it's needing some evolution too, well
1: you know, just at the at the Emerald cup i I misplaced the the idea that you were there because we were over in Graceville for about seven or eight hours
2: oh so, wow, right we had a, yeah. we
1: had a terp or aroma bar, and we had phytofacts laid out with these different jars and different varieties, and we we're trying to just teach anyone who walked up about terpenes, cannabinoids. Hey, look at this flower. Take a whiff. Okay, this is what's in it, so that people can start being educated. Feeling that yeah. we know that this lacks and has been lacking, you know, for many years.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. huge. Yeah. Well, and uh, how how did that go? Did, it was did fantastic. Well, people were into it, right? Yeah, yeah it's it great. Yeah. yeah. yeah
2: well, well, I think the biggest part of the phytofacts is it creates a system in which you can visualize the aroma. Because if you bought weed any time ever in your whole life, the first thing you do besides finger bang your sack is you sniff it. And (laughs) and, and if you sniff it and you like the smell of it, then you buy it. And in today's environment, they don't allow you to do a lot of sniffing at the store. No. But if you can visualize that aroma, which is what essentially the phytoprint is on the Phytofact, you know, if it has terpenoline in it it's red. If it has mercy in it, it's purple. Beta carosene is blue, lime yellow, pine's green. That gives you a place to start where whereas the common name just tells you gobbledygook. You know, it's 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 gelato something, it's rent something, it's yeah. Bruce banner, it's, it's what what is that? You can't memorize all those names and the chemistry behind it and the aroma behind it. But if you were just to see three bars that were color-coded without the top terpenes, you'd be like, oh, I like the red ones or I like the blue ones. It kind of makes it uh, – reduces the name game down to color pattern recognition so that it, we can drive consumer decisions at the uh, point of sale.
0: That's really – yeah, well, and it helps inform – like you mentioned, like I like the blue ones, I like the red ones. That that's actually a tool for the can of curious or the layman that's learning to dial it in. I I think this is a big opportunity too for the retailers to 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 reflect this too, because I think there's a big gap in education at the point of sale. Mm-hmm. Like those bud tenders have a lot of. Responsibility, but they're probably not as educated as they could be. They're pushing
1: whatever is thirty That's percent right. inflated, so in and what, what the manager's telling them so has nothing to do with about the patient. it's yeah. really unfortunate. It is unfortunate. Yeah, so we hope by yep. having diverse cannabis and tools like PhytoFacts out there that people that are you know running shops, etc., can start being educated. Yes, and starting teaching the consumer about what's what's in these products that they're buying.
2: Well, the genetics are technology, right? And if, 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 you know, before the computer became kind of a thing, one of Apple's big pushes was to teach people how to use the computer, so they felt like they had a reason to own one and then to know how to use it. With cannabis, it's the same way. Right now, everyone thinks that oh, not everyone. Sorry, there's a lot of people listening right now who use cannabis dysfunctionally the same way that steven and i do that if we want to go to the gym maybe we don't want a 30 percent thc we want a one-to-one that's tiny dominant tastes great and mm, makes you have yeah. an excellent workout with extreme focus all that stuff you can cater your experience but if you don't know how to interpret the chemistry to the experience then you're missing out and we don't want to turn away new users with you know, very strong psychedelic experiences. Instead yeah. we kinda need to create a belt system like jujitsu to, to to bring new users in. Like, yo, try this one if you're gonna be sitting around watching a soccer game, or this one if you're gonna go to the gym, or this one if you're gonna, you know, be sitting around watching Netflix and chilling, whatever, you know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, big time. I like the way you put that. Um I, I want to start getting my belts. Go to the gym with you guys. <laughs> um, do you think? Can we speak about the different types, like type one, type two, type three? Sure. Yeah, these these ratios are really powerful. I'll give you a, a case example. My my brother, well, he's he's walking around, but I've been doing the show with him for years. We took a brief hiatus. He actually worked at a cannabis farm and then came back, and kind of, um, you know, he he wasn't in a good spot with his relationship with her mm. because it was so lethargic and so high THC and what they were growing out at the farm he was at. It was all these uh, just like, you know, kind of lethargic, sedative cultivars. Yeah. The desserts. Yeah, the desserts, cookies, all of that, sure. all of these things, or the just super potent Crockett Family Farm stuff too. And mm. and so he, he kind of walked away from, from smoking and we were growing all this herb
1: together. Can you believe that? That but don't continue your story, right? Yeah, yeah. But can you believe it that people actually walk away from cannabis? Isn't that
0: crazy? Yeah. I know. No, I know. It's it's a, it's unfortunate too because it was really helpful at a, at a time. But he kind of like lived under the assumption that it's not for me. Yeah, it's, it's not for me. All weed is the same. Yeah, or I'm getting you know I just turned whatever age and maybe I shouldn't be smoking anymore or something like that. Mm-hmm. And and then uh, we had this breakthrough moment. With with your work with the garlic jam mm-hmm. with some of those lemon gummies okay. uh, that were different ratios, sure. but we started puffing after bucking. You know, just like whatever fell on the ground, we were just like okay, we'll put that aside. That's what I call the oops pile. This total oops pile, and no. we, it was it was like a fun tradition because we'd blast our butts and um, and just like you know meet in the lot and, and have a little sampling, and then he started loving herb again, and I told him. A long time ago, I was like, maybe you want to try something that isn't all THC. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's something in your body that's kind of hungry for diversity or the type 2. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think a lot of people understand that. I think a lot of people just assume that cannabis isn't for them, but they never really explored the. Like, we're talking about the chemistry of the essential oils, the terpene profiles, but you also said in the beginning how you were in your matrix and, and you know, the, the cannabinoids, thinking, mm-hmm. that, thinking about that and finding new cannabinoids, or,
1: or just new ratios and profiles. Can you speak to that? Sure. Yes, I mean, you know, it was Robert Clark who proposed the type 1, type 2, type 3, and yes, so on, right? that's
0: right. That is Rob,
1: yeah. And so it's not like you you want to sound like a nerd, it, but if you know the body of cannabis by Clark, then it's, it's easy to understand that type 1 is all THC, type 2 is varying combinations of THC and CBD, maybe THC dominant or maybe CBD dominant. Type 3 is primarily CBD. And you know, in, in actually, in relation what's to what
2: type four? Yeah. Um,
1: yeah that is that is that purple?
0: <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: But do you think there's there's a is it?
1: Do you think there's an opportunity for more? More types. Yeah, more types. Of course, of course. That's yeah. what
0: I'm thinking too. Yeah.
1: I mean, yeah. you know, natural mutations, et yes. I think there's probably a lot of stuff that's called through selection cycles. Let's say you have one breeding goal of a, of a certain cannabinoid cassette or chirping cassette, and it's not meeting your goal. You're throwing it out. But lo and behold, there's probably something, something there, there. Within, you know, tied deep down, maybe recessive or not, that you're not seeing that could be beneficial to someone in the future.
2: You know, what's really interesting is there was a Nature article that came out where they used Bedrocan cannabis, to compare, you know, uh, type 1, the high THC, and different ratios of THC to CBD. And basically, they they just got people stoned, and, you know, they, they said there was no difference between them. And it's very interesting because Stephen and I and others and affiliated with uh, producing genetics that are 1-to-1 and 2-to-1 and 1-to-1, all those different cannabinoid ratios. There's a marked difference between something that's a one-to-one and all THC, if you hold the terpene profile consistent. So it's very like there's literature out there that says, oh, there's no difference, and then there's people like Steve and I who have been using cannabis for you know decades. There's a clear difference between you know using a one-to-one versus a you know a high THC, and then we layer on top of that the terpene profile and the flavor, and I mean, it, it, it. there's no comparison. I mean, the the experience is based on that subjective first encounter. So if you light up a joint and it takes a shit in your mouth, sorry for, for saying that, <laughs> then the experience is going to be, ugh, this is, tastes gross or whatever, or it might send you down a negative pathway, whereas if you're – Smoking in and it's like, oh, my gosh, this is this is getting better with every hit. Yeah. That naturally impacts the experience as well. So it's good to hear that your brother is back onto the right team.
0: He's on the right side, but, back to the but light.
2: That's the whole point of us developing new cannabinoid
0: ratios is to bring in all the people who are scared away,
2: right? Sure,
0: sure. Yeah, even yeah so many so many people I think could benefit from less t h c actually <laughs> it's actually it's actually a trip. I know people who eat mushrooms every weekend or
2: take LSD, <coughs> and they're afraid to death of wheat yeah and I'm just, you know something? I'm
0: like, it, that that doing? blows me away no i I feel the same. it's so funny too, even like my elders that were on a really good pattern. But got a little burned out because they shopped around and everything was just so blotto from the high THC potency. And then mm-hmm. we introduced some type 2 varieties just through playing and, and, and working. And and uh, they're all excited to get back. And I think that's something that the community and the industry is, is lacking is introducing these other options. It's diversity. It's diversity in general. Right. yeah. And that's, yeah.
1: The, that's delicious.
0: Yes. Yeah, of course. Right. Well, what, and what I have here is so the strawberry jam, would you say is type 3? Yeah. This is a type 3 no, example. Type and type This three is, is a type CBD, 1 CBD,
1: right? Yeah. What else you got? There, the Cali yeah. is a type 1. Yep, type yeah. 1, RTHC, 30%. Impressive nose, beautiful. And that's going to get you baked.
0: Yeah, this is going to get you baked. But yeah. the strawberry jam, personally, nose, nose, <laughs> mm-hmm. I started mouthwatering more for the type 3, sure. which is so interesting to me. because. Mm-hmm. And it was the favorable turp, Although this is a great gas
1: profile, mm-hmm. I mean. And you gotta think if, if your body and your mind is telling you that that's a great nose, it's probably good for you. And that's it, exactly and how it, I shop
0: for food too, like at exactly. the farmers market. And if, yeah, and I that, smell that, the fruit.
1: That, this is no different, right? If you're smelling cannabis and you don't like the smell, it's probably not for your your chemical type. Yeah. Right? See, that's
0: it. Follow the nose, nose, nose. Yeah. Yeah, that's it, it's 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 really exciting too because. The, yeah, the diverse profiles. I mean, some of these type threes,
1: like. You you ready for me to unwrap all this? Yes, please. Let's keep going. This is fun. Yes sir. Did you bring Did you bring any of the cake batter, cookie dough? I sure did. Oh, oh man, let's I'm, go
2: for it. Oh man, I'm rolling the sleeve of that right now. It's fire. It. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. So this is one of Mark's and I favorite type two, and it has been. Um, which you know, type two, it kind of confuses people. It's enhanced sure. because in hand, it's enhanced. It's an enhanced experience, right? Um, but yeah, this is just. This is the base, the batter. It's the f- absolute fire. The experience is fantastic. The smell, like you were saying, is mouth-watering.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That involuntary drool
1: factor is something I pay
0: attention yeah, to. Check that out. Wow. You're getting the Pavlov dog
2: syndrome from the
0: Ooh, cannabis? Oh, <laughs> boy, that is special. It's yeah. cakey. Yeah, cakey,
1: cakey.
0: It's doughy. Yeah. Oh, that is oh, that's lovely, I can man. Can sh- I can
1: show your profile. I'm, I'm going to unpack all these things.
0: Yeah, no, yeah, go for it. This is really that's fun. A, what's
1: that? Do you have
2: LCX on that one, Steven?
1: Say it again, my friend. Uh, LCX on that one?
0: Uh, yes, that's LCX. Right, Here you go. What's that what one? You guys- and for those who don't know, LCX is LCX. a three-letter
2: code for the top three terpenes: limonene, cariophene, right. and an X replace placeholder.
0: That's a pineapple. Yeah. We love that pineapple. Uh-huh. That's lovely, man. Yeah, really, really impressive. I love that. I mean, all of these are just so, so... um, When you say enhanced, can you speak to that, Mark, a little more? Just, like, define the term enhanced.
2: Yeah, enhanced is a term that we coined
0: for flowers that
2: contain both THC and CBD because we believe that CBD truly enhances THC. And the truth positive of this is we have... Uh, done so many trials with consumers and patients over the years, and the most the most hilarious one was uh, in Las Vegas. We took, uh, sorry, there were sixty some different chemovars available, oh, and
1: sixty five
2: varieties. Of, yeah, one of our friends who is part of an MSO, he 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 took what Steve and I gave him as the six top, and he was like, "Man, this one's way stronger than what I'm used to." What is and this? It it was a two-to-one THC to CBD. People don't realize that when you add CBD, it actually can lengthen the duration of your high as well as intensify the high. Whereas a lot of people think it just kind of mutes the high, and that's not true. Um, you're creating a you have all these individual notes, and you're creating chords of experience. And you know, to, so when we say enhance, we enhance the THC with CBD. It's like uh, chocolate and peanut butter. They're just better together,
0: you know? Oh, you nicely said. Yeah, 100%. That's a piece, too, with the whole bit of the green rush and the 2018 Farm Bill. They were putting CBD in everything, right? And I feel like people kind of misunderstood that They it's chocolate and peanut butter. They're better together. Um, you know some people we have family in iowa right and they're like deathly
1: afraid of thc but they're all about him my mom's still afraid of weed yeah my <laughs> wife kind of too yeah. mom's <laughs> got back home. i'm like you know this you don't think of those pills or the it. surgery yeah. or any of that shit you can just take just some of these drops they're legal no i can't <sighs> that fucking fear mongrel
0: yes 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 no i feel it and and um the ba- bit of care being anti-inflammatory and a lot of the root of all diseases that inflammation, and so just bringing in that that smoothness, bringing in that medicine, uh, it's pretty pretty important piece, and this is what we need. And it's like it's just it's just so inspiring what I'm looking at right now. I had to take a little video because this is like a this is like what 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 we could be. We could be this way all it's, the it's time. Like this.
1: this is real, Chris. This yeah, is real. This
0: is real life. I mean, I'm just inspired it's, it's, right now. You, you mentioned the beta carotene as a wow, that's really anti-inflammatory. That's cool. And, you know, we were
2: <laughs> we first started to work with with these guys on CBDV. We realized, you know, we look at How papers way. at Appendino and Russo, and we learned that if you have one to one to one CBD, CBDV, and beta carotene, it's a better anti-epileptic than Epidiolex, which is what GW is pushing. So yeah of these cultivars were designed to go into formulated medicine oh, like wow.
0: that. It, uh, yeah, is and that, is that a piece of your work, too, thinking long-term that way? Or, or is it the full spectrum is the best, right? Or, of course, yeah. Yeah,
2: 100%. Yeah. 100%. Oh, wow. That... What are you going to roll up first, Chris?
0: Oh, huh? man, it's, it's, too, it's too much at once. I mean, I want to try some of the, obviously, the cake batter, um, but the Lemon Crush brought me back to 2017. That was I fun. Mean, that was fun. Fire. That was so fun. Well, I didn't look at the label. I just was like, wow, I was, you know, I had, it got me, and uh, and then he pointed out the name, and I was like, oh, of course, that's why. Um, you know, what's crazy about that so much crush, air, man. though,
2: man, is it, it has a little bit of everything in it, because... In the 90s, I went to Amsterdam and got some NL 5 time Pays. Nice. And then one of the first that's fun. clones I it got is. from Horta Farm in Santa Barbara and set 07 was SB Perps, And it, it it was like... When I grew that thing, Hydro, it was like popping corn on the cobs off each side. Like no, You didn't have to trim it or anything. It was just like gooey wow, corn on the cob. Cool. And then we tracked down the porn store OG and a few years of hybridization and we, we yield that super gaseous fucker living crush. And like when we sent that out, everybody was like, that's a winner."
1: Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She slaps. Uh, well, it's pretty, pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, I remember the crew that we had with the crush at, what was that 2017
0: yeah, yeah that was right it. we're in the
1: greenhouse and i mean doing all this this r&d and creating all these new varieties you got to test it you know mark and i have had cannabinoid overload where you feel like high from you. booze when you're just lighting up okay is it harsh boom it's gone let's go on to the next one wow there's a taste you come back to it make sure it lights up tastes the exact same right yeah um the crew that I had, at least the crew that was willing to stay past 6, 7 p.m. at that time in you 17, sure. which was pretty much everybody. Yeah, yeah, it. yeah. They're up for it. Yeah. <laughs> and we, we passed around that dube of, of Lemon crush, and we were all stoked. We're like, what is this? We're all screaming for joy. We, we all got chills. <laughs> That's amazing. we're like, we have to enter this bucket. What
0: a cool moment. Totally. And and so, I mean, it, you kind of gave me a glimpse. You mentioned Amsterdam in the 90s, but what, what what's the building blocks of a lot of these? You know, where did you – some of the founding, you know, primary colors in in your work. Um or are others that came before. In many ways you guys are carrying on this amazing uh you know, pursuit of 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 you know, selection uh but I'd love to hear your thoughts on some of the older. We we mentioned David Watson, we just gave a little homage to the Dutch, but I'd love to learn about other you know, building blocks in this work cuz it's so one thing that's consistent on everything I'm smelling right now is this: like, I get hungry. It's like uh, it, my body is drawn to this healthy profiles. I, I think that I think that's the terrar. Nice. Yeah, yeah, because it is consistent from all these samples. I mean, they all have very uh, stark and and signature profiles. But, uh, yeah, man, it's so it's so. You know, it's, it's living, so pretty. It's yeah, living it's soil. Yeah, it's just organic work. It's
1: sun-grown. Um, wow. It's organic, baby. It's Woo-hoo! organic, right. Woo-hoo! Yeah, what I say, 17? Lots of love and lots of fish. Yeah, there you go. Right. So, yeah, that's right. It's a labor of love for everybody that's involved from, from the beginning to the end, and then um, I will use some fish emulsion. Nice. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That's all <laughs> good stuff. there's a
2: funny story about fish emulsion is, like, I was on a uh, fast, and I was, That's like, four, four days in on, on this fast where I hadn't eaten anything. Steven's walked me through the greenhouse, and I walked past the fish emulsion, and my mouth just dumped saliva like a <laughs> dog. I'm like, oh, my God, that taste, smells like it tastes so good, and I just envisioned being a caveman starving for four days, <laughs> like fish carcasses and shit.
0: <laughs> like, yeah. I mean yeah the soil loves it the plants really respond I love it it's simple well you're doing it this uh this righteous way too with uh so aligned with um, you know the the natural when you when you do this all organic approach you really give the genetics an opportunity to to shine um and I imagine that's part of your process too is if it isn't perfect you know that's how you can call the herd and uh and so you guys are doing you're doing all this work. That's a lot of work to to go through everything. I imagine.
1: Yeah, and I mean, you know, some of this people would see and say, "Oh my God, is this indoor? No, this is uh, yeah. 30, 35 degrees Fahrenheit at night, no heat." Grindo. Wow. So, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. Well, my wife, my wife used to say that I should get uh, Stephen and I actually. She said, "You guys, you guys need to get insurance policies on your brains." <laughs> I was like, "Why?" She's like, "Cause you guys are like." trying all these different cannabinoid profiles, all these different things. What if something's bad for you? And i like, you know, whatever. But yeah. i kind of like, that's actually really smart.
0: Interesting. Because you're, you're going down these rabbit holes, right? You're kind of just exploring the possibilities of the genome. And we're going to keep We are going. The, guinea yeah, oh. <laughs> the guinea pigs. <laughs> yeah, you are the
1: guinea pigs on your yeah. own
0: endocannabinoid system. Well, better us than them. Yeah, no, it's yeah. pretty uh, – I think it's. I think we co-evolved to interact with you know CB one, CB two receptors for a reason. I mm-hmm. think it's. I think it's good. Yeah. This is a part of our. Uh, we have canines and cannabis flora and fauna. They're our best friends. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really cool. Really cool. Anything? Um, so, osamine oh. ah. is one thing that came up with um, with the Wham patients. Mm-hmm. Um, can you speak to that terp in, in general and in any varieties you found? Because you guys. I heard you bring it up a couple times.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Marcus, you speak on the Osamine. That, Osamine, yeah. A, a I'm, a, I'm
2: a little light story. head. I'm smoking a spleef. My friend uh, Christian Gray gave me a uh, cigar yesterday, and I've been using it for the tobacco source. Ooh,
0: but, nice.
2: I know that the uh, Osamine has uh, it works in the GABA system a little bit, G-A-B-A.
0: Ah, uh, that's right.
2: But it's uh, – it, it really influences the flavor a lot and gives it a kind of a pineapple, fruity nose um, when it's with the right – again, you, we, we use the word terp, terpene loosely. Terpene is like a colloquialism for essential oil.
0: Okay, but secondary it, metabolites. It... Yeah.
2: Right, right, right. But um, if you have osamine with myrcene, it kind of has this burn-your-nose haze smell, which is kind of like the wild-type hemp. First, you have osteen with pinene and periophilene, it smells straight up like pineapple and vanilla. Just similarly, if you have terpenoline by itself, it smells like pine salt, the cleaner. If you have terpenoline and myrcene together, it smells like citrus and oranges. So, wow. like this it's pixie that whole yeah. Right, you smell, smell that. yeah. Right? Note the coarse thing, right? Yeah. But, but as far as uh, effects go...
0: Oh, yeah, definitely.
2: Uh, osamine has uh, a slight uh, sativa effect with a, a, a little bit of calming of the anxiety. Mm-hmm. So you can have an, a sativa effect without an anxiety. You can have a sativa effect with
0: with anxiety. <laughs> um, <I prefer laughs> yeah. for the former. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. Some people want that racy, but that's, you know, that's what you... That's what you learn and select for. It's quite the
1: personalized medicine, right? That's Our
0: right.
2: Experience. The you, nose knows. You design it. You know what I mean? Like.
1: Yeah, this isn't pollen checking. This is all by design. Yeah. I'm this trial and error, guinea pigging, trying again, selecting from different environments. So cool. Over and over. No. Yeah. It's it's
0: clearly not hauling chucking and so
1: so so when you guys grew this this past year you like six or seven right you mentioned lemon gummies guava um hawaiian crush hawaiian crush was what we brought to the cup sure but what what did you personally love the most the crush
0: was my favorite to grow and the jam was my favorite to smoke okay um and we're still going through a lot uh the jam was so proud uh did great in the field the Hawaiian Crush was really impressive. We we planted, and yeah.
2: And I want to talk about that naming convention for a minute because a lot of people they'll say, "Hey, I got strawberry Kush and I have banana Kush and I hybridize enough strawberry banana Kush." Woo,
1: like, man, that's innovative,
2: so, <laughs> <laughs> right? But in our world, we created a nomenclature ten years ago where if it's a punch, it has more C D E than THC, if it's a crunch, you got a punch it has one-to-one. One. If it has crunch. jam in the name, it has a CBDV a as a second book. Yep. Oh. And it has CBDV in it. We, our, our naming convention is based on the, the effect. So that hopefully one day people will be able to uh, associate the name to a desired effect.
1: Awesome. Yeah, instead of saying I don't smoke weed, I only smoke jams. Or do nice. You, do you guys have any crunch? Do you where's have the any punches? Crunch? Yeah, exactly. where's the crunch? It's easy, and then you relate to flavors and colors, oh, like you see here in the Final Oh, sweet.
0: Facts. Oh. And it's a breeze. It's a breeze. I mean, I'm so happy you guys are on the show right now, because lear- I want to reference view. this. Yeah, I want to reference this, too, because we have, we have crunches, punches. We did the peppermint punch. Some things I have yet to really dive into, right? Sure. I just know the Hawaiian, because we brought it to the Small Farms Initiative, And, um, you know, I did a lot of the – we grew a lot of that jam, garlic Mm -hmm. jam, for the pediatric Milagro oil for the kids. Fantastic. Yeah, and it's probably going to be just like the best (laughs) Milagro oil we're ever going to make. And Wham has just been needing good love because I feel like it's been kind of – the you know they get the scraps or and you
1: guys are pushed aside and you guys are the foundation of yeah california we're philanthropic right? so it's not
0: like we're like out there hustling we're more you know taking care of people that are really sick or or dying um
2: and the oldest longest running dispensary in california right Is yeah the stuff? collective
0: yeah we still have the wham members some of the ogs that are been with us since the start and 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 Val's still out there puffing, you know, yeah. she's she's still rocking. Um, I mean, so was, it was an so honor to grow it. your work.
1: Yeah, it was really fun, man. I mean, you know as well as I do, I, I live here in Santa Cruz, right? And I'm walking to Ocean View, which is the office over there by by where I stay. And, uh, yeah, some people are looking at this building, and we started talking, to pet my dog and all this stuff. And I was like, oh, yeah. I'm Somehow, some some way, this radio station came up and everything else had been treated. I was like, oh, you guys rent out to Wham, too? They're like, oh, yeah, you know Val? <laughs> and then there's this guy, Steve, and he's talking about how Wham saved, saved his son's life.
0: Wow. Right? You know, that was today.
1: That was today. Yeah. Yeah, those stories. Or, or me being on a pier in, in Puerto Vallarta in Ilapa like a month ago talking to some guys from Humboldt smoking good weed because the Mexican weed is terrible. Yeah. Right? Yeah, they need good genetics. And they're like, you know Chris Carr? No way! I, I, I'm saying, Chris, you, Wham. I mean, every, oh my god, uh, everything that you guys are doing is incredible. Yeah, um, well, likewise, so we're really, really stoked to have yeah uh, been in partner with. Oh yeah, yeah it's it's it's,
0: it's exciting because um now that I understand your, nom- your nomenclature, it's all like like I just had a my brain exploded moment because now I
1: understand. Can you make that noise again? The,
0: <laughs> yeah, because <it, laughs> <laughs> I was looking at these things and uh, you know I saw a pattern, but I just didn't know. What it was, mm-hmm. and now I understand. And, yeah.
2: And, and, you know, I just want to give a shout-out because you mentioned, you know, the importance of SC as being a – Santa Cruz being a centrifugal force for this industry. And, I mean, that, SC Labs is also part yeah. of that centrifugal force. I mean, well said. they were the only laboratory back when I was criticizing everyone, like, hey, you're doing this wrong, you're doing that wrong. They're the only ones who are like, what are you saying? Everybody else is like, you're an idiot, Ugh. But they were like, what, what, what did you say? And then they improved and got better and better. And
0: they take the feedback. And now they're like,
2: one the most the most accurate and precise lab in the, in the business in California, you know what I'm saying? It's yeah,
0: like, no, I feel it 100%. Yeah, shout out to those guys. Yeah, shout out
1: yeah, those guys. I, I crossed paths with Alec today. That's great. Lots of respect yeah, for that guy. Yeah, likewise.
0: Involved. Yeah, Alec's been a huge supporter of of the work and uh, just a good good presence, you know he's one of those guys you bump into often. Yeah, always good vibes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but taking good feedback and and doing something about it exactly. is pretty cool, and it's very apparent that it's really important to your work. Uh, provides that 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 piece here. Oh, nice. We got some some Irie eight oh eight calling in some Hawaiian Islands. Very cool. Oh, oh man, we're in the last two minutes. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Uh, we're right at the top of the hour, though, so I I don't know, man. I I want to make sure I give you guys the last word.
1: Take it, take it. <laughs> yeah, we're just stoked to be here with you, Chris. This I'm is curious. Really cool. I want
0: I, I want somebody to
2: visit in the Wine Islands. Maybe they're on uh, McKenna's little you know, yeah. compound over there. I,
0: it could be a friend of our engineer. I don't know. They're chatting. They're 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 chatting. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they're gonna come on. So no, they're not it, coming man, <laughs> in, right? Like, uh, <laughs> uh, this is it, man. This is my swan song. This is my final broadcast. Hey, all
2: right, what's up? Podcast next? Yeah, what's we're going to
0: podcast, man. We're going to do this again with you guys, and you, go, we'll, we'll, we'll take it to the next level. We'll, 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 we'll experiment.
2: Bring us back for the first podcast, so we can be your 100%. last radio and first and
0: podcast. let let's do it, man. It. And we'll be all together, and so we can actually sample, you know, do this, yeah. do this proper. Be great. Yeah, I think that would be really an honor. This is so much fun, and, uh, man, it's awesome to connect with you guys.
1: I appreciate you having us on, man. Yeah, th- yeah thanks. Thanks immensely, Christopher.
0: Yeah, this is fantastic, and thanks for everything you're doing. And, and, and if, if
1: you want to come by the farm like we had talked about. I'd love to. Yeah, the sooner the better. I'm, we're sorry cool. my, I'm sorry my humor didn't hit better. Um, oh, we were buried in these jars, Marcus.
0: Oh, yeah, we're, we're having too much fun. We're in paradise. I went on a trip
1: safari. It, What's the old joke? What's the difference between a
2: Taliban military base and an uh, Iranian...